bit different. And so if you're here and visiting, I want to apologize. It's a bit of a family day for us because of the departure of Emily and Nathan. Uh, I was going to call you Nathan. That's not your name. Uh, Emily and Nathaniel. And, uh, and so what we're going to do is actually bring them up and do a little interview here with them. And so if they want to start making their way up, we'll start doing that. And I guess what we should do is, is uh, are we just getting one of you? Oh, okay. Em, you're just going to answer from back there? Just kidding. Okay, so just Nathaniel. Oh, the, the Grammy's coming. All right, Nate, everybody. Welcome Nate up. Do you just want to stand? You probably just stand. Hey, Ant, do we have that mic? Where is it? It's back there. That's a good place for it. Just kidding. All right. Anthony just got new pants. Everybody applause for his pants. All right. All right. <laughs> all trips. Beautiful. All right. So I'm very sorry. Um. Uh, so I'm, only, I'm up here alone because in all uh, the craziness of our lives, I forgot to tell Emily this was happening until last night at <laughs> 9 o'clock. So, yeah, that's, so it's not happening. Okay. So I'm doing it by myself. All right. <laughs> well, you'll answer for both of them. Yeah. So, yeah. cool. Um, we wanted to bring him up because, you know, Nate and Emily moved up with us initially back in June of 2012 when we uh, started kind of getting up here to do core team work and pray over the city and meet people and that whole deal as we kind of started to have plans to plant the church. And so it's been over three years of just doing ministry. We've known them for, for quite a bit longer than that as well. And so we wanted to take an opportunity for us to just kind of celebrate them and also ask them, uh, you know, some things that they're celebrating about their time here, what's happening moving forward um, and then after that, we'll do a couple other things. But I guess let's just start off by, uh, by asking, what are you doing for the people who don't know? So for the past three years, um, I've been directing our worship and then doing a number of other things, uh, lead, helping lead the surge, leadership training, stuff that we do. Also, um, I've been involved in mentorship and discipleship in the church. Uh, my wife um, has been mentoring a number of women in our church. And uh, singing as well. She's better than me, so she sings most of the songs these days. Um, and then I also been doing our website. Our, someone designed things for us. And I think that's it. But there's probably yeah. some other things. So no, that's good. I've been and then more like, what are you going to do oh, next? Next. So yeah, I'm we know what you've already yeah. done. I mean, yeah. So we're <laughs> moving on um, August second. So next weekend after church, I'm going to drive with my brother to Houston. We're going to spend a couple days there, and then I'll be driving to uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I'm going to start law school this fall. So, Nice. What school's in Cambridge, Massachusetts? It's Harvard. Harvard Law yeah, School. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to Harvard Law School. I, I try so. not to say because I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's great. It's actually going to tie perfectly in with what I'm going to say about you afterwards. Okay. So that's perfect. I'm glad you didn't brag about it. Good. Uh, Yep, so we're starting that. Emily is uh, Mtepi. So Emily is really serving me. She's going to be watching our daughter and just kind of managing our house. Uh, and then um, I'll be going to school full time and be doing that for three years. I'm really excited about going back to school and about the legal career that will follow that. So Yeah. What was the drive? Uh, like, where did this kind of come from? And, and why would you ever leave, you know, the perfect job, yeah. the perfect city, and the perfect friends? And it's been you good. Know, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I started getting some kind of fire in my belly about some justice issues as an undergraduate student. 
primarily through Emily's coursework, oddly enough. When we got married, she was taking some justice studies classes, and I learned a lot of things about uh, life and about the way that laws affect people that I just had no idea about. And so what drives me now to study law and, and work in that field is just that I want, I want to help people's lives be better. Um, and I want, the, I want our laws and government to work better for people. So I'd either like to work in kind of that policy side of things, or maybe, you know, even if you can't, be doing those kinds of things and forming, forming laws and policy to help people. Um, I think the other side of that is uh, you can help people navigate an incredibly complicated system. And so either way, I just look forward to being able to, to gain some expertise in a field and then be able to walk people through that so that their lives will be better. So that's, that's really my hope. It's very broad. Um, and we'll see. Maybe I'll just want a lot of money and get rich, but we'll see if that changes. Yeah, man. Hey, 10% or more um, yeah, for the Lord. So just kidding. Uh, just so kidding. No, I, I, I mean, really, though, yeah. I, I'm just excited to. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think I, I've done a good job in my work here. But historically, I've always been better at reading and writing and thinking and those kinds of um, those kinds of tasks than, than what I do with music. Um, and, and so I just think that, you know, from a, um, what's that word? Um, Jesus. From a Jesus perspective, no. Yeah. From, a, <laughs> from a stewardship perspective, yeah. I just think that this is a better way to spend my life um, is to pursue these things. So. Yeah, and, and I love that. And I really want you guys to kind of tune into that because that's why we do this all of life interview thing every month as well. Is again, to reiterate, listen, there's just nothing more special about being a worship director over being a, a law school student and, and eventually an attorney at some level or, or, or lawyer at some level. Uh, really understanding that God's inherent value and beauty and how he uses each vocation to redeem uh, the world. And so I just, I love that you're doing that. Um, well, looking back on the last three years, uh, maybe just share, you know, a couple things, few things that you've just seen God do, stuff you're celebrating, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think <laughs> that, I think our time here has been mostly an experience of just things not going at all like we thought they would, um, and then really seeing the provision of God come and cover that. Um, so when we came up, what we really expected was uh, to grow really slowly and to, um, to really have this time to, to establish roots and meet people in the community. And we just kind of exploded right away. I guess the, the Lord had something different for us. And, and we, um, but that wasn't our strategy. You know, that's just one of the many things God has done uh, during our time here. But so anyway, it, it just didn't happen at all like we thought the way that the whole church plant would, would come, you know, would grow and, and come to see fruit and come to fruition. We've really just seen a lot of people get baptized and saved and pursue Jesus by, by worshiping him and having this, you know, event. And uh, we really didn't expect that to be the case at all. I thought I would have, I thought I'd be a worship director with the least amount of work to do <laughs> that, that uh, ever existed. You know, we talked about we just weren't even going to meet on Sundays, and then we uh, we're just going to meet on Sundays once a month. But demand, you know, kind of pushed us into just doing this, and and the fruit that's come from that has been incredible. So I mean, we made our plans, and they just weren't weren't God's. And uh, I think it's been great for all of us to kind of follow Him through that unexpectedly. And then personally, you know, along with that, we had a unplanned pregnancy in the past three years, and. Um, 
And likewise, I mean, that was terrifying when we got, I mean, I remember when I found out we were pregnant. Emily and I were home from lunch, you know, and we were just working jobs, not making a ton of money, no health benefits or things like that, um, but we were working full time. And, um, and then Emily told me over lunch that we were pregnant, and I remember just being like, wow. And also, do you want some nachos? <laughs> was what I said to her. Uh, because, A, I didn't know what to say. And then also, she only got like a five-minute lunch break. So I was like, well, that's interesting, but we need to get you fed and back to work. Um, <laughs> and then just kind of the, the process that, that came through that, just complete fear and uh, anxiety about my, you know, what was going to happen in my life. And then God provided for us, you know. Uh, I got a better job. I got to start working for the church. Got to teach music. Um, Emily was able to stay home, which she preferred to do, though she was completely willing to do whatever we needed. Um, and then with the medical bills, God provided all that money for us. And, and then just that, that has just been our story over and over again um, in our time here, where, like, we didn't have a, an idea of how this was going to work out, you know. And, uh, and, uh, then, and then God just blesses us. And so... Seeing that has been, I think, probably the, the most formative experiences of our time here have been, have been those kinds of things. Um, and uh, just learning to have real responsibility in a lot of ways for the first time, you know, that I think, I, I think that we grew up a lot in Flagstaff and in this community. Um, we were newlyweds of seven months when we moved to town. And, uh, you know, just pretty carefree and easygoing, and now we're just constantly stressed all the time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But we did it. We did uh, experience just a lot more responsibility and stress and have had to learn to manage those things and have benefited so much from this community, uh, people we've been able to watch and ask questions of and, and learn from. So I just want to say to you all, thank you so much for helping us to grow up in that way. Well, yeah, we were talking this last week, and I was just sharing some things with 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 Nate about, you know, stuff that we've seen since we started and that he's been such a crucial part of, but we, you know, just two, maybe, uh, maybe a month ago now, we, you know, we had our 77th baptism in the first, just like two and a half years of the church plant, which is, is just something to celebrate and something to be really excited about. We had our first core team meeting down in Tempe before moving up here, and there was 10 of us in a room, um, and then, you know, we had 300 people at a service this last semester. And so just to see what God has done in that, I, I was thinking about this week, we've probably been doing this for about 160 Sundays now, and uh, you do about six songs a Sunday, sometimes we had two services, but sometimes you missed a Sunday, so I, I kind of did some math, some math uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Asian, and um, <laughs> probably just I can say there. that, I can say that, you guys just can't make that comment, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was number sense, and um, so that's over a thousand songs. And, and I, I really You're just kind of started to process that. <laughs> I really began to process that. Is that there's really been a thousand times where, where Nate has come up here and offered us the opportunity to worship Jesus. That's, a, that's pretty cool. So, my leg hurts. Ow. <laughs> ah, my leg. Um. <laughs> Next question, last question. Uh, what are your hopes for our church moving forward? 
uh, I just want you guys to be better than you are now. And, uh, <laughs> I think you will be. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really sad to leave, but I'm excited. You know, I mentioned this provision of God and how things don't work like we expect. And I'm glad for the faith that he's built in me for this congregation um, through this because and honestly, it's still pretty weak, because a year ago when we were thinking about leaving, I was like, oh, no, you know, church is going to burn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, There's confidence. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah. That's kind of the answer I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the people who are stepping into the roles that I'm leaving, I think they're going to be better than I am, you know, and, and uh, I think that I was... Me and Emily and our family, we were uniquely suited to to kind of do a lot of things okay, you know? And, I mean, I think we strove for excellence, and I don't want to demean what we've done here, but I think, like, now more people get to be involved in leadership and are getting opportunities, and, uh, and like, we're leaving, and, and, like, four people are kind of <laughs> doing the things that I've been doing, you know? And, and I think they're all going to be better than I am. Um, and so I'm just so excited about that, and uh, and I think uh, so. I guess for the church as a whole, like please just encourage those leaders and and help them to become the leaders that they are, and and uh, and not try to to do it just like I did. You know, Anthony's already talked about some of the discipleship mentorship stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a way better idea than what <laughs> I was trying. You know, yeah. and I hear Camille sing up here. I'm like, dang. Like, I'm not as good as her. So um, it's just really exciting to, to, to be in a position where I can just be a cheerleader for all these people. And uh, I think that, you know, my other hope for you guys, and this is kind of more specific to, to what I do a lot in planning liturgy, but I just hope that you guys continue. Thank you for your patience in singing all my weird songs. Let me just say that. Um, <laughs> I know that we sing a lot of things that you're not hearing other places, and and I I just want you guys to continue to to persevere through that. I'm gonna work real hard on Camille to keep choosing <laughs> those kinds of songs, because what our goal is when we gather to worship God is that He would disciple and form us more so than that we would feel anything or experience anything. Um, we want Him to to lead us and to guide us and. And so we sing truths about God that, that are real and are important. And I just, uh, so a lot of you know, but uh, this summer has been even harder than we thought, just with uh So em Emily's father was diagnosed with uh, rare lymphoma recently. And so she's been gone some, and I've been gone too, and uh, it's been challenging to, in some ways, you know, selfishly, not have had the summer with you all that I wanted. Um, but what I'll say about this difficult situation is that coming here week in and week out and adoring God for who he is and then confessing my sin and unbelief and my, um, you know, my wickedness to him, and then being assured that I'm forgiven, remembering the gospel and the cross of Jesus, and then responding to the word of God, that, that's formed me 
to where I'm not as afraid of the situation as I would have been. And uh, to where I can still adore God in, in hard times and say he's good and to uh, confess to him that I'm not believing that, you know, that he's good when I get into, involved in this stuff. And, and I just get to walk through myself through that service structure, through that liturgy uh, throughout life. And it builds faith. That's why we structure it this way, because it builds faith in the gospel. And it builds love for Jesus. And I just want to encourage you all uh, to continue to persevere through that liturgy. To con- not to settle for, for whatever songs that just make you feel the best. And whatever songs that make you the most emotional. I know we don't always sing that stuff up here. Uh, but we try to pick songs that, you know, that when you get in those moments of life that are really difficult, that you want to worship Jesus instead of, instead of cursing, you know? And, and I think that our liturgy disciples us in that, and that's why I've made a lot of the choices I do. So I guess that's one other hope I have, is just that we'd all persevere through, through that, those things. That's good, man. Uh, I just want to share the kind of the story just real briefly with you guys as we put this all in perspective. Uh, Nate and I, we, we first met, I, w- I went to a wedding. I w- well, I wasn't actually invited to the wedding. I was running sound for the wedding when I was working at Redemption Tempe. And I think it was 2010. I think it was, yeah, it was, so it was probably about six, five, six years ago. Um, and, 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 I w- and I'm running sound, and Nate's up there, and he's playing this song by the band Dirty Projectors. Uh, which, if you know them, they're really good. If you don't know them, you're weirded out by the name of their band. Um, but the Dirty Projector song was a song that I, at the time, was just thinking was amazing, and, and he starts playing it. And I, and in that moment, I kid you not, and this is two years before we'd ever planned church, I'd never met this guy before. I was like, that's going to be my worship director right there. And I, I literally, that day, we talked at the wedding. I met him and said, hey, how do you feel about church planning? And then it happened. That's <laughs> crazy. And then he, he, him and him, like, did it for some crazy reason. They decided to move up here. Yeah. And, and actually, another time, so Anthony was always recruiting me to plant a church with him. That's right, yeah. And he gave me a book one time. I actually left it for the church library because I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, so the book Church Planter by Darren Patrick in our church library has a note from Anthony in it that just says, hey, man, we're going to plant a church together someday. <laughs> I love you, or something like that, <laughs> and, and that happened. Yeah, yeah. I think Ann thought he'd be doing yeah, my job. Yeah, I think he had a different idea of his role. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I beat you, so uh, I beat you today, and now he's a lawyer. So uh, that's what the vision God was giving you guys. All right, well, yeah. thanks, man. This yeah. actually went way better than I expected it to. Yeah. I thought it would just be we'd all be on the floor yeah, awfully hugging, holding it together. Um, uh, and so what we're going to do, I want to pray, uh, pray for them. Em, if, if you do want to come up for this, it'd be great. And then uh, Anthony, if you want to come up, Drew, if, if you want to come on up as well. Uh, and then we're going to invite the, uh, Randy and Kelly Morris to come up on stage as well. And so we're going to pray for Nate and Emily um, as, they, as they head out of here. And um, we will get to hear Nate one more time next Sunday. Uh, but, uh, but this is kind of want to do that farewell today just so we could celebrate Em as well. So, and of Josh course, and Andy, you guys should come oh, up. Oh, yeah, too. sorry, Josh and Andy. That's, that's my bad. Where are you guys at? Um, if you guys don't know Josh and Andy, that's, uh, Josh is Nate's brother, and Andy is his, his new wife, married for like three or four weeks now, and um, well, it's about six weeks. Yeah, hey, well, you know, I'm not you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so we're going to invite them up, and we'll pray 
Um, so why don't uh, can we do this, Nate? Can I? I'll start off, and then would you be, will you be able to do it? Okay. We're gonna have Anthony try and take a swing at it, um, and then Nate, will you actually pray us out and just pray for our church? Is that cool? Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. It wasn't. It hasn't been enough. Hasn't been enough tears. Jesus, we uh, we just want to come before you and say thank you. We want to say thank you for <laughs> for three years up here. God, for for everyone in the circle, just for the years we've gotten to know these two. God, for the gifts that you've given them, for the way that they've used those gifts to bless us. God, the way we've been shaped and formed by them on Sundays, the way we've been shaped and formed by their friendship. God, we thank you for little baby T and the, I mean, just the amazing little gift she's been to our church and to our family. And we just pray your mercies upon them. We pray your grace. God, we pray that all the things, God, that you've blessed them with, God, that they would use and steward well, God, for your glory, as they've done so many times with us. And so, Lord, as they pack up, keep them safe, and, uh, and God, just might they have more community and more stories to share years and years from now. Oh, God, thank you for Nate and I, Emily. Thank you just for... loving us all enough to put them in our lives. God, let them know that they are loved by us because of you. Because you put us all together. And so God, as Nate and Emily move on to this new season of life, keep filling Nate with your spirit as you have been already. Help them as this is a tough transition for them. Even though it's exciting, God, help them to feel your presence more deeply than ever before. Wow. Thank you, Tempe. Um, and God, just move in there and let them know that they are loved and that they can always come back. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God, we thank you for our time here. Um, thank you for using it to to make us more like Jesus, uh, to mature in the faith. And God, I pray for your people here, and I just have so much hope for them. And um, just thank you for, thank you, God, that you care for your, your people, that you love your church. And uh, thank you, God, that nobody here is that big of a deal. Um, that we can just love each other and enjoy each other. Uh, all under the hand of a sovereign God who loves us. And Father, I ask that you would um, just bless this church with more uh, gifted servants, with more faith in the gospel, and with uh, more boldness, boldness to, to proclaim and the gospel in this city and, and to bless their neighbors. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys please thank them for everything they've done. Hug him later. All right. So I had about a, uh, I still, you know, because I like to preach, I still had about 30 minutes uh, to preach, uh, at least scheduled, and it's 11. 
It's 11.07, so I'm going to shorten that down to seven minutes. Um, so everyone buckle in. Okay, um, here's what I wanted to do before, as, as kind of what I really want to look at this as, is almost like an extended benediction for us as a church. And I was talking to Nate, I said, hey man, like, uh, what was interesting is in our, pr- in our uh, uh, preaching schedule, which we have, which everyone across Redemption Church, there's 10 congregations across the state, we all preach through the same passage each week. Uh, but today was kind of a break in the schedule, and so everyone was free to do uh, whatever they wanted. And so it's worked out really well for us today, uh, because what I wanted to do uh, was just talk about Nate a little bit, um, a- a- with, with talking about him for the sake that what we can be shaped and formed by the way he has lived, the things I respect about him, I think that if we were to buy into that as individuals and as a church, um, man, I, I just think it would, it would change things in our city. It, it would change things at your workplaces. It would, it would change things in your relationships. It would change things with sin and brokenness and pain and hurt and all that stuff. It would change things in the way you experience joy if we lived out some of the things that I've just seen in this guy for the last five years, okay? And so this, not to just puff him up, it's going to be kind of like a a, a, you know, actually not too much longer now of a kind of a best man speech, if, if you will. But um, we always talk about this idea of, 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 of living for a eulogy and not living for just a resume, right? That, that in life, um, there's often this cultural drive to live for the resume. Like, in other words, you do enough stuff so that when you come before someone, be it an employer or just another person, you could list off your accomplishments, Right, I've done this, and I, and I look this way, and I, I've accomplished this, and I've achieved this status, and I've done this thing, and so we live for the resume, but the Bible seems to point to something far more grand. I think it's more like living for a eulogy. I, I, I think instead of us just constantly competing, how am I going to live so that when I come before you, I can present a, just this really cool version of myself. Instead, when I die, what will people actually say? What are the things that, that really shape us and, and mark us in this sense? And so since Nate, well, starting next week, is essentially dead to us, I figured a eulogy made a lot of sense, okay? <laughs> and then with the question, church, what if we too were marked by these things? And, and not that Nate does this perfectly, but what if, what if we were marked by these traits and characteristics? What would that mean for our ministry? What would that mean for our city? Okay, so the first one... Uh, the first one is Nate is humble, okay? Philippians 2, 3 through 7 says, Do nothing from rivalry conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And, and honestly, and I've shared this a couple times now, but Nate, I, I feel like, is consistently marked with humility. A- and we know this because of how often we engage, and I said this before, and how he's the first one to tell us how he's not good at something. He's the first one to confess sin. If we're in a circle and we're all talking about something, he's, he's the first one to come in and say, well, I, I don't do this that well. Lord, help me. And I think this humility thing has to mark the church of Jesus Christ. It has to mark us as Christians. We, you can't go anywhere else. If we walk around in pride, we do not live out the commands of God. It does not happen because it becomes about us and not about God. Culture and, and, and the world, and they're going to keep saying, just, man, love yourself, be proud of yourself, have that. And, and there is this, this kind of idea of, yeah, you should be proud of yourself, but because God has done something in you, whether you're a Christian or not, there, there should be a pride about yourself because God made you. 
because God equips you, because God gives you everything necessary in life to live. That's why we have pride. And so if we were marked by humility, what would our city look like? Think about this. If you go to work and constantly you were considering your coworker greater than yourself, if constantly husbands, wives, if you were considering your spouse consistently better than yourself, what would your marriage look like? On and on and on. I want you guys to really leave it. What would this look like? Our church, what would our city look like if, if all of a sudden, man, we really believed the gospel, we really believed this call to humility, that God has done great things, we're not that great. Well, how would we serve? What would that look like? The next thing is I believe Nate is generous. Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25 says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. Nate and Emily both are two of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. I mean, I'm talking at every level. When Verity and I, I can't tell that story. We, they were just super generous with their time with us during a super hard season for us. I mean, just whatever we needed. But what would it look like, church, if we truly believed God provided everything we needed? What, what, if you, what if we really believe that, that we could steward God's resources the way he will continue to provide? That we can give and we can give financially, we can give of our time, we can give of our gifts, our resources, we can pour ourselves out because we know the Heavenly Father fills us up. And gosh, I've just seen it in these two over and over. What would that look like for our church? What would it look like for you as a worker? What would it look like in your job and your marriage if you constantly said, no, 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 I'm going to be generous time, money, resources, what would that look like? The next one, I think Nate is really wise. James 1, 5 and 3, 17 says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, it will be given to him. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I cannot tell you the amount of things that you have, the amount of events you have not had to suffer through because Nate told me no, okay? I just, con I sit around and think up stuff, and they're not wise, right? They're just like, I have time, and we're going to do this, right? And then I go to Nate, and Nate says, well, we could do that, and I could quit. Um, or never says that, but he always is like, let's, let's, let us think through this. Wisdom is just meant a right, righteous, holy, engaged application of knowledge. Listen, he's a smart guy. I mean, Harvard, I, mean, I don't think it's that hard, but Harvard Law School is decent, right? Decent school. It's only number two. <laughs> he's not going to Yale. I mean, uh, just kidding, bud. He's smart. He's got knowledge. But man, I tell you what, the way that he can apply that knowledge to seek out not just what is good, but what is great to not just kind of toil and do things for the sake of doing them, but to do them for the right reasons and in the right way. It's wisdom, the right application of faith. What would it look like if we made decisions with the wisdom given from God? We're constantly inundated in a culture that says, and you're wise enough yourself, make your own decisions. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff happening in our nation right now where it's like, man, how did you land there? There seems to be a significant disconnect here. What would it look like if we, as a church, man, every day you guys woke up, when you guys started to pray, said, God, give me wisdom that I could apply what I know? Because, listen, the church, Christians, for the most part, 
we're pretty saturated with a lot of Christian knowledge. I don't see the greatest application. That's in myself, too. Wisdom allows us to apply that which we know. It lets us take the gospel and actually live out its commands in the world. So I think he's pretty wise. The last one. I think Nate is very gifted. 1 Peter 4, 10, 11 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies. In order that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Nate's got a ton of gifts. And like he said, he says he does things, you know, a bunch of things kind of okay, right? He does a lot of things really well. He's been very gifted. He's a gifted musician. He's a gifted leader. He's going to be a gifted lawyer, smart, wise. But it's about what do you do with that which you've been given? Because the truth is, I think the world is constantly saying, everyone is, you know, kind of the same. God's saying, no, you've got something special. That the Spirit of God has given you, has imparted to you, has given you a gift that you are supposed to go and live, live out and share with the world. He did not give you the gifts you've been given that your life would be better. He gave you the gifts that you've been given so that the lives around you would be better. And that what it said, that He would receive glory upon glory. That's why we've been gifted. And I've constantly seen this man over the last three years Use his gifting in such a way as to say, this is about you. This is about Jesus. This is about the gospel. It's about people knowing about the saving love of Jesus. Are we motivated by that, church? As we send out, honestly, to the best people that I know, are we motivated by the truth of the gospel? by the gifts that we've been given to go, to not just continue to live in this, man, well, maybe it'll work out, but to take full responsibility for everything that God has given us and go and tell the world about this, this man who died for the world and to proclaim that name that he would see, receive glory upon glory. And that is my hope for us moving forward, that we would continue to be shaped by this reality. And that when people look at this church, when people talk about us individually in whatever circles of influence we find ourselves in, man, we would be marked. They would look and say, man, that, whatever, it doesn't make sense, but this person is humble, man. They're marked by something. There's a humility. They seem to care about other people more than themselves. How many people, listen, if you were honest, if I'm honest, when we leave, if I were to die today and people came up, are they going to say, you know what, Vince was humble, are they going to come and say, man, Vince was generous? What they say about you? Or what, what would people say? And that's the question for us as we go, because there are things that the Bible says, man, we should be marked by these things, not for our joy, but for his glory. And in his glory, we find joy. Amen? These are good things. I would, man, I, I'm feeling it right now. We could go till midnight. Like I would, well, we're not. Instead, what I want to do is I'm going to pray for us for a few minutes here, and then we're just going to sing. And, and, and again, this is the last few songs we're going to sing with Nate and them. And uh, gosh, man, God has just been so good. I look back on the last three years, he's been so good to our church. And, and, and I want you guys, not just to sell, because a lot of you guys, maybe you're new or you might even be visiting. You're just like, what did I step into today? Like, knew I should have went to Christ Church. You know, and so you're just, you know, uh, and you're just 
I want you to also take this time, and we have a little reflection moment to reflect on what has God done in your life? What has God, what is the, how has the gospel changed you? And now how do then we live into, living for the eulogy, living for the things that are supposed to mark the people of God, and then sing out, praise God with these people who get to lead us in the worship and glory of our God once more. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today, just this opportunity that we have to sing. We, we can so celebrate today because, God, man, you're with us. Because you are a good God, a sovereign God, a God who wants amazing things for this church and for our city and for your creation, your humanity, your people. And so, God, we pray that you would just continue to do the work that you've done since day one. God, calling out and redeeming all of creation for your glory. That, God, we would experience the benefit and the joy and the power that comes with that. Holy Spirit, bring conviction upon this place. God, for the Christians in the room, we'd be convicted to live the lives that we've been called to, to live as disciples of Christ, to emulate people that we respect like Nate and Emily, and, and walking out the implications of the gospel, albeit imperfect, we celebrate that in the imperfection, you were perfect. And so God, we can just rest. We can rest. We can put our yoke upon you because God, you've accomplished what we couldn't. We celebrate you because of the cross. We sing these truths now. We love you. We praise you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Well, now we always take a couple minutes to just sit and reflect, and I already kind of said what I'd like us to think through.